Welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have as our co-host today, Lynn Pierre-Jones. How are glad you? Glad to be here. Doing great, buddy. It's good to see you. Glad oh, yeah. you could be here. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. What do we got today? Okay. In homeschool news, NCHE scholarships for homeschool students. How to tell others about the conference. In homeschool conversations, today we will talk with Steve and Megan Scheibner. They will be fe- they will be our feature speakers at the Thrive Homeschool Conference this year. And in Homeschool Helps with Amanda, Amanda is going to talk about support for single-parent homeschoolers. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Okay, so homeschool news, number one, scholarships. Since 1998, NCHE has awarded over $171,100 in college scholarships to over 100 graduating homeschool seniors. That's a lot. That's awesome. NCHE scholars chosen for outstanding achievements in Academics, arts, athletics, and community involvement have continued their education with institutions as diverse as the U.S. Air Force Academy, Mission Aviation Fellowship, Duke University, Patrick Patrick Henry College, Liberty University, Meredith College, and the University of North Carolina. Isn't that something? The deadline to get your applications in this year is March 31st. Visit nche.com backslash graduate slash central to learn more about the scholarship and how to apply. Now, how to tell others about this Thrive Homeschool Conference. One of the best ways to get the word out about Thrive is word of mouth. That's right. We have created these Thrive Conference trifolds. Here we go, right here. Yeah, these Thrive Conference trifolds to help you do that. We would love to have you help distributing these for the 2023 conference. If you have an opportunity to get the, to get the Thrive Trifles into people's hands, just contact the NCHE office and we will send you as many as you need. Don't forget that if three paying <coughs> three paying I have a cough today. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't forget that three paying first timers list your name on the referral field. When they register, your conference registration is free. F R E E. All right. We really appreciate your help. The NCHE office email is nche at nche.com. Phone number is 844 624 3338. That's right. So, this could be a way that could help you get a free registration. Yes. Because you can pass these out and put your name on it and say, put my name down. That's and if right. three people, three new uh, conference attenders put your name down, you can get it for free. Or and, they, <clears throat> or you all could put my name down. L Y N N. Put my name down so I can go free. Exactly. <laughs> so don't forget that the conference is May 25 through 27 of this year in Winston Salem at the Benton Convention Center. That's where we've been having it for decades. It's a fantastic venue. We have a fantastic time. You can go to uh, nchg.com slash thrive to find out more and to register. This is the number one event and resource in North Carolina for homeschool families. And you cannot replace a live event like this by doing stuff online. So so don't miss this. That's good. All right. So we are now going to have our homeschool conversations. And today we have the privilege of having uh, Steve and Megan Scheibner, who are one of our featured speakers for the upcoming conference. Um, 
Steve and Megan have spent the last 20 years developing parenting, grandparenting, and youth character development resources. In 2010, they formed characterhealth.com to share their research methods with parents worldwide. The Scheibners are biblical counselors with years of counseling experience. With eight children, their practical tips and techniques have undergone years of hands-on testing. So I guess some of them worked. I guess so. Sorry. <laughs> they have helped thousands of parents transform their homes and families into relationally strong models of Christian living. So we are glad to have you guys with us today, Steve and Megan. Glad to be with you. Yeah, thanks for having us. I can re- uh, relate a little bit to you because I have nine kids, and when you give parenting seminars, the pressure's on. You know, it's like you've been doing this for a while. So I guess, uh, how what's the age span of your your children now? So our oldest is turning thirty six uh, next month, and our baby is twenty one. Okay, and uh, he just loves when I call him the baby. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah. thirty six. Uh, That's almost forty. Yeah, we have four and four four yeah. boys and four girls. So. That's great. Wow, balance the number. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> so I've been looking at uh, some of these workshops. They're really exciting uh, for the conference and wanted to just chat with you guys about some of these. Um, and, of course, you know, all the way through you have the, the character theme uh, in, in different ways. But let's just start with, with you, Steve, on one of yours, Training Young Men to be Gentlemen. In a feminist culture, this is uh, wow. this is a very interesting topic. Tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, that's interesting. That workshop I added about four years ago, and almost on a whim. Uh, you know, our young men, all men for that matter, but young men especially, are under a tremendous amount of pressure these days from the culture around them to uh, be feminized. And not only that, now it's gotten even worse in the last four years, but. Uh, I put it on as a last minute idea and it's become one of the most, well, the most popular workshop I do. Uh, So we branch out into a lot of different areas. We talk about the pressure. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we talk about what the world wants to conform us into. And most recently, it's trying to squeeze us into the mold of a victim. But not only that, for young men, it's trying to squeeze you into the mold of uh, being effeminate. And what does the Bible say in a balanced way? about being a man. Uh, and so we're going to talk about issues related to that. I'm going to mm. give some really practical advice and, and counseling tips and so forth for parents uh, in that session. And then a lot of young people attend that session, and it's a, it's very encouraging for them as well. Well, give us a, a, a tip or two uh, along these lines. Well, there's, there's four roles biblically that a man fulfills. He's the protector, the provider, the initiator, and the lover of a woman. And if you understand what your role is, then you can be successful at it. If you've never heard that before, how are you going to be successful? Right, that's right. You're going to succumb to the culture around you that, that especially at that vulnerable age of you know 12 to, to 20 years old, where you're looking to find out who you are and, and what your purpose is on this earth. And and the, the culture at large has got a lot of advice for you. It's all bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to try to tell you that you need to get in touch with your feminine side and, and you know, uh, and even worse, you pick your gender, you pick uh, uh, your or sexual orientation, all that stuff. All of that stuff is not biblical. So we're going to talk about what the Bible says about those things, but in particular, focus on the proactive side of it, which is what are my roles? Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk to young men about being, what does it mean in the 21st century to be a protector or a provider 
an initiator and a lover. You'll, you'll love the woman or demonstrate love to the woman that you eventually marry if you protect her in a, in a spiritual way, if you mm -hmm. provide for her not only financially but also spiritually. And if you initiate, she is designed by God to be a responder. So those are some of the, the highlights mm -hmm. of uh, the things we're going to touch on in that, in that That's workshop. That's so good. That's great. So good. Yeah, it's such a big need because, uh, as you said, such great confusion right now yeah. about all of those roles. And uh, we got to keep saying there, that there are differences in those roles and, and helping the, the men and women know them. Um, right. So, Megan, let's, uh, let's pick yours. Uh, let's uh, huh? <laughs> what was that? We'll see what you pick. Well, I, was gonna, I, I, I have something for you. You want to pick one? Yeah, okay. Megan, I got something for you. Come All on. Right. T give me a little tidbit, a little teaser about this lasting success for the homeschool family. Okay. Tell, yeah, the, what are you going to talk about? Yeah, it's Traditions, Transitions, and Transparency. That's, yes. that's the actual title of it. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I, you know, we homeschooled for 25 years, and I believe strongly that we can check off every block in our homeschool log and do all the ac academic things and the extracurriculars and the sports and the music and all that. But sometimes as parents, we shoot ourselves in the foot because we miss, we miss the things that are most important to send our kids off successfully wow. and successfully meaning faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ mm. and, and knowing how to be in relationship first with the Lord and then with others. And so those three areas of traditions, which are the things that provide security for our kids and, and really for us as well, because this session is for the whole family. Um, traditions set the groundwork. Uh, transitions, which probably are harder for parents than they are for kids, is learning how to help our kids move on um, graciously is the best word I can think of to the next season of life for them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes as parents, we want to push them ahead too quickly. I, I can say it as a homeschooler, you know, I, we want our kids to be up and above everybody else. You know, they had a thriving muffin business at age eight and paid their way through college with the proceeds, right? Yes. We're people. Or we hold them back a little bit because we just really love them being little. And so working through those transitions, often that's a bigger lesson for the parents. And then finally, transparency, which is letting them see that we're fellow strugglers in this life. Hmm. That it isn't as mom and dad, we've arrived spiritually and, you know, pat, pat, we're going to, you know, when they come to us with questions, we're going to say, you know, here's a couple verses, call me in the morning. You know, I, I call it being a biblical pharmacist almost, but mm -hmm. then we're going to say, well, you know what, I have struggled too. <laughs> and, and here is how God has, has changed me and transformed me and taught me to live so that I can walk faithfully with him. Mm. Wow, that's so good. So... <clears throat> What what are some examples of the traditions that you oh, talk about? You know, it's funny. People assume they're all going to be spiritual. And we definitely did have some spiritual not traditions, yeah. but not all of them. Um, we laugh. There's things like um, uh, once on President's Day, I served my kids um, beanies and weenies and cherries. And I told them about Washington crossing the river, right, mm. chopping down the cherry tree as a young man. And that was such a tradition that we had to do it every year. And now my grandkids on President's Day get beanies and weenies and cherries. Wow. Um, there's traditions like um, vacations that you always take, certain things that you always watch. Um, we always watch White Christmas on mm -hmm. Christmas Eve, you know, but those things build the stability of right. 
of in my family, we always, and, and one of the things that we found to be true with our own children and with a lot of the families that we counsel is that those traditions are the things that draw back a wayward child. Hmm. Uh, a child who is in their striving for independence is mm -hmm. going down a bad road, but they want to come back to the family traditions. One of our family traditions is we always have huge Thanksgivings with lots and lots of guests, but the night before Thanksgiving, we pray as a family and um, we pray for family type things. And one of our children who, who was really struggling in her relationship with the Lord said that knowing we were going to pray on Thanksgiving night mm. was a, an impetus for her to make sure she was right with the Lord because she mm. didn't want to not fit in her own family. Mm. That's fantastic. That's so How good. powerful. Well, we cannot finish. We can't go on without getting to the keynote. Okay. So we only have three keynotes in the whole conference and, and, and you guys have one of them, which is marriage, communication, and friendship. Mm. And of course, uh, this is just for the sake of the marriage itself, but it impacts the, the whole family. So, so give us some ideas about what that's going to look like. Sure. We wrote a book a few years ago called The Eight Rules of Communication for Successful Marriages. And I love the book because I, I call it my boy book. It's only 92 pages long and it's got pictures <laughs> and redundancy in it. So Perfect. Any, any male creature on this planet can read a, a marriage book from cover to cover um, and feel successful. We talk about the highlights of that book, and but the, the takeaway from marriage communication and friendship is it's a fun session. We want to we it's almost like a stand up routine. The two of us we like to laugh, and it's there's something therapeutic about laughter. Mm -hmm. There's also mm -hmm. the serious side of talking about communication issues, and so forth. But a lot of times, I think when you see a title and it has anything to do with marriage or especially yeah. communication. Yeah. You know, you look at it and you go, I don't oh, know if boy. I want to go to that. I hope he's listening. These two are going to wag their finger at yeah. me and tell me I need to communicate better. I already know that. That's not what this session is about. We're going to give you some tips on how to do that, but we're going to do it in a way uh, that you walk away and A, you remember it, but B, it's fun. And you say, hey, I can do that, right? So uh, it's there's, and we'll get the endorphins going with, with the laughter for yeah, sure. In that it's, session. Um, it's you got to give us a couple point. here couple yeah. of tips as we go, but go ahead. Sorry, Megan. Well, there's so many things that are serious in a homeschool conference as they should be, but it's like drinking from a fire hose that this session has really great teaching, but you're going to laugh a whole, whole lot. Yeah, that's good. So. Let me tell the fish story. Okay. Cause she always tells this story and, uh, and I always get thrown under the bus with this one, but let no, me tell should. it from my perspective. <laughs> we, um, one, of the, one of the eight rules of communication is uh, consider the other person's spirit or in other words, how it's going to, play with them, right? Mm. Think about them first instead of yourself. That's good. Years that and years ago, I was in seminary and our children were young. Our two oldest were nine and 10 years old. And the seminary gave us an opportunity to go to Israel on a 10 day trip. So we brought the two oldest with us, 10 years old and nine years old, all right? All the way from New York, all the way over to Tel Aviv. And then we got to Jerusalem and oh my word, everybody was exhausted. We'd been up about 30 hours. The mm. kids were real troopers, but we finally got to the hotel. It's the middle of the night. They had a buffet dinner for us there in the middle of the night. We were tired, and we said to the kids, go up and get uh, some food and come back and see us at the table. So we went and got ours. They came back a few minutes later, and the kids had a white plate and just one item on it, and it was a fish. And it was one of those European fishes, right? Heads, gills, <laughs> tails, scales, the whole thing, just a fish. <laughs> and so I said to my two you know, really bright homeschooled kids, I said, 
what's that? And in unison, they looked up at me and they said, chicken. Okay. Now, to which I said to their homeschooling mother, yes. I don't think homeschooling is working, right? I thought I was being funny. Ha ha. Yeah. Well, it, it didn't, I didn't notice the, the, this when I said that. And he was tired. She took that very personally. Every homeschool mom is wrapped up in how their kids do, right? And so mm. her, I didn't realize how much her spirit and her self-image was wrapped up in there that a comment like that well about an hour and a half later i'm in bed trying to sleep and i hear sniffling over on the other pillow she's yeah. crying and i said what's what's wrong and she said well i think homeschooling is working i think they were just tired you know <laughs> so i didn't consider her spirit i was just trying to be funny and sometimes we do a lot of damage to a relationship when we think we got to either have the last word or we got to be sarcastic or we got to be the life mm -hmm. of the party and sometimes it's just better to do this yeah zip it that's good Learn that the hard way, almost 40 years of marriage, right? Mm -hmm. That's one, right. Of, one of the other tips that we teach mm -hmm. is we teach parents, especially homeschool parents who do everything as a family, how to date and, uh, and mm. what a date looks like for a homeschool couple. And we give the three rules of dating, yep. which um, we'll give you the highlights. We'll teach more into it at the conference. Mm -hmm. but, but number one is uh, that a date is uh, a husband and a wife. The children aren't included. That's, that's called a family outing. No yeah. kids. Uh, number two is that it's enjoyable to both people. And um, there's been dates I took Steve on to little tea shops, not so enjoyable for him. Uh, fortunately, I love baseball as much as, if not more, yeah, so, more, than more so than me, right? So we do a we lot do of that. baseball things. And rule number three is it needs to be a minimum of three hours. And um, you wow. guys know this for the first hour and a half, your homeschool wife is actually a homeschool mom. And she's thinking, you know, did the babysitter feed the kids? Yes, did she bake yes, everyone? Yes. Did she know where the baby is? You know, did I leave my curling iron did on? Did the house burn down? Yeah. All those things. And at the hour and a half point, she can turn that corner and become a homeschool wife mm. instead of a homeschool mom. Yeah, and at that point, good things happen. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> okay. So we want to get to that point. So that's good. That's fantastic. Yep. So, um... Is the just before we before we look go? At, he's, he's just now getting it. Look at, look at the smile on his face. Oh, I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, and, and here's the other thing: is for our audio listeners who may not have seen the faces that you're making, Steve, that really help. You know? <laughs> You'll have to replay that. <clears throat> anyway. Um, what I was going to is your website, characterhealth.com. Is that the best place for people to go to see the books and the things you guys are doing? That's it. That's the only place, Char <laughs> characterhealth.com, all one word. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. Well, we are grateful uh, for you guys to be able to come. Do you guys have any, any last-minute thoughts or things that you'd want to encourage the audience with before we go? No, just if you're on the fence about coming to the conference, stop that, right? Come yeah, to the conference. Stop it. We said it in the beginning. There's nothing like being uh, with other people in the same building. And we've been all locked up for three and a half years. It's time to get out yeah. and mix it up with people. It's not the same as doing something online. It just isn't. The fellowship's not there. So come on That's out. That's right. Yeah, That's you're right. going to get as much from the conversations you have uh, walking down right. the hallway standing waiting at a booth as you are in the sessions you're going to build fellowship and friendships that may answer the questions that you think mm. nobody else understands yeah 
Well, Steve and Megan, thank you so much for being here. We thank are looking you. forward to seeing you in just a couple months here. Yep, it's our pleasure. Okay, to. thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Awesome. All right. Now, Homeschool Helps with Amanda. Yeah, that's right. Today, Homeschool Helps with Amanda. Amanda is going to talk about support for single-parent homeschoolers. That's great. Let's check that out. Yes. Welcome to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. I'm Amanda Wears, Homeschool Helps Director with NCAG. Today, we are going to talk about single-parent homeschooling. This is one of the areas that we at NCHE really strive to help homeschool. It's part of my job. So I don't know a lot about what it takes to be a single parent homeschooler or how to help. So I asked on our NCHE single parent homeschooling Facebook page and a few of the responses that I got of what single parent homeschoolers most need one community these parents really want to and this is common i think to all of us but it's a particular need they want to be in a community with others who get it who know what they're going through who can relate and um, be able to help so one way that we at NCHE are trying to help with that is one, we have at the Thrive Homeschool Conference, May 25th and 20th to 27th in Winston-Salem, we have a special gathering on Thursday evening just for single parent homeschoolers for that exact purpose, to be able to get together, to network, to find other people, to find that community of people that really understand what you're going through and what the needs are. Also, like I mentioned, we have a Facebook page just for single parent homeschoolers. So that's a great place to ask questions, get help, get encouragement. So I encourage you to, you know, take advantage of those, share them with your single parent homeschooling friends. Um, another need is actual physical help, help with transportation. And this is something I never thought of, but transportation to sports, to co-ops, to um, just different events. That's a big thing that if you're just one parent trying to get multiple kids places or you're working and need to get kids places, that's such an important need. And also um, childcare. That's another really important need. If the parent is working, maybe those of us that aren't working during the day or outside the home could help provide childcare. That's a wonderful need to fill. Another need is, and this is for homeschool groups to think about, don't schedule all of our events during the day, during the week because so often these single parent homeschoolers are working or are unable to be a part of those events. If all of them are at that time, then they're automatically excluded, their families, and we don't want to automatically exclude any family. So think about that. Think about, let's, 
let's try and think outside the box and make our groups more inclusive to these families. Now, I want to talk to you, single parent homeschooling families. You are my heroes. It is so incredible what you do. And there are lots of you. I know because I've heard from you that you feel like you're all alone sometimes. But more and more single parent families are choosing to homeschool. So it's a growing community. You are not alone. And if there is a way that we at NCAG can help you, please contact me and let me know. You can always reach me at helps, H-E-L-P-S, at ncag.com. I really hope this helps today. All right. Thank you so much, Amanda. And I'm encouraged, and I hope you are too, especially if you're a single parent and you feel like, man, I'm alone out here. We're trying to create community for you. So please get in contact with us and check out the conference again as well. Um, You know, the mission of this show is also the mission of our organization, North Carolinians for Home Education, and that is to help parents homeschool with confidence and joy. And we do that in three ways. First, we protect the rights of parents to homeschool in North Carolina. Second is we equip parents with information and encouragement. And third, we connect you with other uh, homeschool parents and uh, groups across the state. So you can see how we're doing that uh, in, in so many ways. Um, also, just want to mention that some of our core values are uh, parental authority. It's the parent's responsibility. Uh, home education, obviously. Service to all. We welcome all homeschool families as a part of our community and biblical Christianity. So we just want to continue to remind you a little bit about who we are. So thank you for joining yeah. us. Thank you. We would love to hear from you all. We want y'all to send your questions and your feedback to the homeschool show at nche.com. And please help others find us. You know, like us on Google, on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us. If you That's think right. the show is helpful, then send it and share it out to your families and friends. That's right. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast and on YouTube at nche.com backslash the homeschool show. And until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy.